Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James, my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. And I'm Rob, mine are also he and him. It's too hot. We don't want to be doing this. Um, yeah, it's... it's so. Well, you know, it's not that bad. I, I, I don't know if I can keep podcasting if, if the heat continues to be like, uh, you know, a, a warm... 19 degrees Celsius like this continually. You are so, like, bitch-made. It's like 32 degrees here. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting at plus 25 because... Well, Rob, you just shouldn't live closer to the fucking sun, should you? <laughs> He's got you there, Rob. It's yeah. just better here. Look, I could keep flying just a little while longer. You're not my dad. <laughs> Rob planned to live oh. in the shadow of a mountain, but unfortunately didn't realise the sun moved, and alas... Uh, I'm st- I'm still not over the fact that you know the sun doesn't revolve around me personally, so I don't want to get into this. Who would have ever known you were a podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, um, I think this this is going to be a, a a pretty pretty standard episode of uh, news, little article read, and uh, Jamie has once again prepared some um, delights in his new role as. I don't I guess know. it's becoming what, a fucking a job, job title now? to be honest. Like, take take finder. Well, general. yeah, it does that. Yeah, there's, there's a reason that I divested myself of this responsibility and foisted it upon you. <laughs> yeah, well, next next week you're just gonna get four like different descriptions of like the fucking pingu with his folded arms meme. <laughs> <laughs> Commentary. <yeah>. Um, <laughs> I well, let's let's kick off. Uh, James, you you have prepared the the news for this week, haven't you? So why don't we just go so, launch in? I wouldn't go so far as to call it news, but but is uh, everything self start... fucked? Because that's not new. Well, I mean, depends on perspective. <laughs> let's let, let let's start off on a brown note, shall we? Um, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are having whatever a fight isn't. I don't know if you guys have seen this, given it's been fucking everywhere. But uh, Elon and Musk, uh, Elon and Musk, Elon and Zuckerberg said they were going to have Elon a fight. Elon Musk, Elon Musk is like the worst fucking like uh, children's cartoon that ITV ever produced. <laughs> Elon Whatever. and Musk will be the resulting, um, you know, the result of what happens when that brain chip gets put in them, and it just fucks them right up. Elon and Musk is, you know, it is a children's cartoon. And whenever Grimes is not on screen, everyone should be asking, where's Grimes? Um, what, what if Jekyll and Hyde were both cunts? <laughs> <laughs> also directed by Stephen Moffat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're meant to be having a fight. Um, except first uh, first it was Musk had to go get some like surgery done or something. First his mom then, said no, and well, then... Like you know, and then his fucking spine fell out, and then yeah, and then he had a girlfriend in Canada or something. And yeah, and then he had to visit his fucking like his like third grandma. Yeah, was very ill. <laughs> Zuckerberg credit to him basically said, you know, said, "All right, it's clear that Elon isn't serious whatsoever, so I'm just moving on from this bullshit," uh, which caused Elon to fucking go to Zuckerberg's house and oh. knock on the door last night. Did he actually uh, do that? Did he? Yeah, he did. did uh, how close did he get to the house before like Zuckerberg's sniper teams just like you know he was covered in uh laser laser beams basically 
oh, he's rich enough at his own contingent with busy battling them whilst he was on the doorstep. But you know, he literally. He would have from... to go to his house because there's no way that either of them have ever heard of an Aldi car park. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he literally tweeted from the doorstep saying, knock, knock, challenge accepted, open the door at, you know, Zuckerberg, and then followed up with, thought you might want some tea, so I brought the bags. Like, this did, is. Did the, Zuckerberg this is the reply with scre- screaming, I will never log off, or was that not part of the equation? <laughs> no, Zuckerberg replied saying, I'm out of the country. <laughs> like, so, you know. I mean, I, I, just what a loser would say. There's a yes. 100% chance like fucking Musk knew that before he bothered. Yeah, oh, I think 100%. so too. Probably using it, some sort of private jet tracker. Yeah. it's It kind of it reminds me of that whole um, It's Always Sunny scene where it's like, I challenge you to a duel and the lawyer's like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. well, you'll need to get a gun. I've got one in my drawer right here. Just, you know, it's kind of Do you know what it reminds me of, though? That Elon Musk... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, 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 in so well. many ways, Jamie, like Elon is the one who knocks. That's that's incredibly correct. <laughs> and there goes Rob following you right onto it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, to be fair, right, like, you know, Zuckerberg saying he'll move on. He does actually have bigger problems right now to focus on, because I don't know if you've caught this, but um, Meta has started Bigger problems than an insane racist turning up at your house. <laughs> yes, that's, that's just Christmas in Britain. Yeah, I was gonna say, let's think of Britain. It's like that's what we call Tuesday. It's you know, like. Well, maybe the next time the insane racists come over at Christmas, you can just go on the internet onto Facebook and talk to the chatbot personas that they're adding to try and retain users, so you can get fresh doses of racism that way instead, virtually rather than physically. Because yeah, the Meta are preparing chatbots to try and keep people on Facebook. That's the level they're at. Have they considered? Right? Have they considered? That I would, I would stay. I would go back to Facebook if they like sent a fucking like pro wrestler to go around all the, all my racist relatives and hit them with a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would come back for that. That would be funny. <laughs> That's the kind of content. Single handedly reviving the fucking British steel industry at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, British wrestling circuit. If they hired James Stephanie Sterling to go around and do it, then I think that would even better just from the sheer number of aneurysms that happened yeah th- yeah there's, there's layers to this we could we could build this into like a, a killer app of sorts um yeah ideally ideally a killer app that that would be helpful actually yeah um, very much so so like what are these chatbots going to do to keep me on facebook just engage you in conversation tell you not like to go outside how... because of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even kidding this is the level it's at it's like build a chatbot so you can talk to That'll tell you you're Just right. To, so it's like an elect perfect. to talk to them. They're not going to like appear in like the 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 weird village Facebook page, you know, so people can be suspicious of visitors. I mean, they, they <laughs> might they, they might go down the fucking like um, you know route that all of the dating apps have gone and just like slowly start replacing actual people who post updates with chatbots. But you what know, they should do, what they should do is like you remember that fucking. Um, Black Mirror episode where they get the AI that like is trained on the, the dead guy's account so that it can pretend to be him for his wife. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They should do that, but for everyone in the village who's had the computer taken away by the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, do you know what this is? This is just going to hamper those like um, fucking vigilante nonce catching groups because they're, they're immediately going to just be fucking inundated with these people. People, quote. <laughs> 
um, you know, and just tying himself up in knots to try and find out who they are. I really like the idea of like to it's <laughs> to catch an AI, but you still have like Chris Hansen. And he's just like slowly walking up to a server rack, like going like, "So, fucking what do you cyber, think you're doing here? cyber Chris Hansen, like fucking jacking <laughs> into the matrix." It, it, it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be like a replicant to tell Clippy's fucked. <laughs> 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 it's gonna it's gonna be a replicant test scene from Blade Runner, except with like a kind of sweaty non buddy. Age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Once a non buddy hasn't been installed on your Facebook, you can never get rid of it. Your only option is to leave. And speaking of leaving, uh, his other major problem is that why, Fred's why does, does non buddy keep redirecting me to Silk Road? It says there are great bargains there. I don't understand. <laughs> Because it's fucking sponsored by the FBI. <laughs> Are you interested in jihad? Comes as a pop-up on the right hand corner of the screen. <laughs> Would you like to be? Um, no, but his other, oh, that's his other Salafi, problem. buddy. That's a whole. That's a whole. Other... On you, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. No notes. Fantastic. Um, but his other his other major problem is that threads, uh, you know, despite its initial groundswell, it has plummeted. And let's play a game. Is that is that because it was complete dog shit for idiots? Yes, <laughs> it is. But do you want to let's play a game? How big a percentage do you think it's down from its starting point? Two hundred seventy three. <laughs> okay, it's somewhere between. It, it, it's somewhere south of the lower of those two values. Rob, would you like to take a guess? But surely it's south of both those values. <laughs> <laughs> Technically true, yes. Right, I'm gonna go north of the medium boundary of the of the first. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I at think, least five, I think, but could I be think more. the number's gone down by such a percentage that it went back in time and didn't exist. If only. <laughs> no, it's down seventy nine percent. That's not even a funny number. I was ten short. <laughs> Swing and a miss, yeah. <laughs> or ten yeah. over, depending on your perspective. But yeah, so, you know, big, big problem. Uh, Threads is crashing and burning, and it's just getting worse as time goes by. So Zuckerberg, he's got real problems to deal with. But he's not alone. Cause, have, uh, sorry, I, what, sorry what, just um, before, you, before we move on, have they, have they figured out why? Have they done any sort of introspection? Because I would very much like to hope it was an SEO fuck-up, and everyone that they hoped would be interested in this just now has, like, kind of nuclear holocaust on we. <laughs> um, I want to my, know what fucking online platform he's going to fail to, like, uh, recreate next because obviously this was this was his shot at Twitter and he missed and before that the metaverse came for like fucking like virtual chat or whatever the fuck the kids are into and fucked that up. What if Roblox gonna, but like more expensive somehow? No, he's gonna he's gonna try and do TikTok again and fail again. Um, what if a bus had legs? <laughs> <laughs> mortal engines, mortal engines, mortal engines. Well. I'm surprised he's got time to fail at fucking like online businesses with all of his like karate he's doing now or whatever. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of it just fails on its own, really, when you think about it. Um, speaking about failing on their own, uh, Musk isn't doing so hot either, as it turns out. Um, is he dead? Please tell me he's fucking dead. <laughs> no, though he is, he is trying. Um, first, there's problems with his new platform X, previously known as Twitter. Um... Australia's national broadcaster just said fuck this noise, we're out, and it seems like other platforms are following, uh, when I say platforms, news platforms, are following suit. Slowly Can't imagine surely. why. Did mm, you see yeah. the thing where you know the fuck, you know when you click on a link on Twitter and it takes you to fucking t.co 
and then redirect you. Apparently, that adds a five second delay to certain like fucking websites. Yeah, it's like, like the New York, York Times and, and other other yeah, places that have not web, been. If your website's ever been mean to like fucking the apartheid, <laughs> then he makes it like longer to, take longer to load when someone clicks on a link on your fucking Twitter page. <laughs> that is, this is all true, but it's actually not the reason they cited for leaving. Uh, the reason they cited is just the fact that all they of keep the getting. Uh, well, actually, that was cited, but the other reason is because they they genuinely don't feel they can have their staff run the accounts on it anymore, just from the amount of abuse they get constantly whenever they tweet out anything even remotely political from any direction. Um, mm. They just get right-wing nutjobs in their replies, just being absolutely fascist and crazy at them. And yeah. they're just like, Twitter's doing nothing about this. Sorry, X. So they're, uh, they're leaving. No, Twitter. Twitter, we're not doing that. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the other issue he's got is uh, apparently this is quite official, demographically noticeable. Uh, black Twitter, the, the large like you know constellation of black voices on, on Twitter are all just mm -hmm. leaving. They're just jacking Good. in and leaving, um, which yep. is only compounding and making the problem of white supremacy on the platform worse. Um, so Twitter's going down in flames. Um, and this, this probably won't surprise you then that he's got a negative cash flow and a 50% drop in ad revenue. For Twitter right now. Well, I can't yeah. understand why no one won't advertise on the fucking Nazi child sex platform, where like people are, <laughs> are only allowed to look at a limited number of your posts every day. Can't imagine. Just but, per, you know, do you want to boost a post on this platform? We can guarantee you at least seven fucking people on death row will read it. <laughs> and also Ted Nugent. Yeah. yeah. It's even gone so far but, that they've taken my ads for Neom away from me. Like, it's just it's they fucking dreadful. Have, like, no shit, I've not seen any ads from Neom or anything Neom Project adjacent in a while, which makes me wonder if they're pulling out their cash as well. So, yeah. They've, just, they've not, spaffed it all up the fucking wall. Trying to probably. build, a, like, a giant hexagon in the face of God or whatever the fuck they were doing. <laughs> their, their new project is apparently a giant... I can't even. It's a giant gold-plated tower that looks like a fucking dildo, like in a very literal sense. So uh, yeah, no, great for them, I guess. To be fair, most towers like. Yeah, I know, but this one is particularly. No, no, this one, so... this one really looks like a fucking veiny throber. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it, it, it's got ridges for her pleasure. Yeah. It's is very, right. it's very uh, cursed. Fully, yeah, the, um, so, the architect is realizing the dreams shit, of like... every school child. <laughs> Well, I've been sketching uh, this since I was 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly recreated in gold plating to, I don't know, probably melt in the heat the way things are going. Um, so speaking of just meltdowns, though, we should probably turn to a slightly more serious topic away from this kind of performative bullshit. <sighs> um, a little update for you all. <laughs> okay, pause in here. David, what's up? No, just just that big sigh from Jamie. Just just turn into more serious bullshit, and then just a complete disagreement with the concept of serious bullshit. <laughs> Sitting here, fingers crossed, going energy markets, energy markets, energy markets. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to be disappointed, Rob. Duh. As usual with energy markets. No, um, it's an update. It's an update on uh, a story we covered very recently, which is the asylum seekers being put on a barge. Oh, I'll have to do a one week later update. They're always fucking good. Yeah, yeah no, they, they were put on the barge. Good How news. many people died? Uh, no one died on the barge yet. Um, so, you know, good news is we're all back off the barge. Bad news is it's because there was fucking Legionella bacteria discovered on the barge. 
Uh, and Yay. they're like, oh shit, we legally can't house these people here until this is dealt with, so we have to get them all back off. Literally, yeah, the, the fun the thing about this day. is that they, they should have done this and got the results back before they decided to fucking house anyone there. Yep. But health and safety law is a fun one where there's like all sorts of little weird workarounds you can do, so long as you're doing the bare minimum of due diligence, you're kind of covered, so that's fine. Um, the other side of it is that um, they didn't fucking tell any of them. This was the case. Like they, they should have told them immediately. You need to really like stop drinking this water and bathing in it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And they just didn't fucking bother. Yep. So there's a very good chance that you know some lefty lawyers will come in and support the case of those asylum seekers who now have a pretty credible case against the Home Office for exposing good. them to harm. Uh, doubly so if God forbid any of them get sick, then uh, yeah, that's you know that's going to be a hell of an interesting time. Um, but good news is illegal. Well, they're working on it, you know. Yeah. But the good news is they are they are off the barge for the time being. And I'll be honest, I, this this kind of this gnawed at me a bit, and so I did a bit of a rob and I asked a question: Why the barge anyway? Right? Why is particularly the barge? And so I did a little bit because of some fucking idiot got it cheap. Well, that fucking yeah. idiot in question would be the Bibby Line Group, right? Um, which is an old UK company that was founded by John Bibby in eighteen oh seven. Uh, would it surprise you to know that Sir Michael Bibby, um, BTDL, which means he's a baronet and a deputy lieutenant, is what? non-executive director and chairman of the board? It order. means he's a fucking sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, baronet and deputy lieutenant Michael Bibby is the chairman of the board. He's also joined by non-executive director uh, Geoffrey uh, Bibby, who sadly doesn't have any titles. Presumably, there's no is, is, is Sooty also on this board, or can I just double check this? <laughs> <laughs> if that would be adding class, but yeah, no. Presumably, there's no relation between either of them and like the founder of this like ancient company. And the contract for floating prison was awarded, you know, based on operational merit rather than institutional patronage, right? Like one would presume, it's not just a case of oh, there's this very old company. Why would one presume that? Well, one can't say. Still, it's not just old firms, though, because digging in further, um, would it surprise you to know that there's an Essex businessman named Graham King? Probably not. Could you at least wait until I get the fucking fact out before you go in on it? Could you, could you give me that courtesy? Sure, well, that sure, yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, for the record, I can't believe there's a, a businessman called Graham King. It's not that outlandish a name. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, do continue. <laughs> I'm just putting the, putting the Pingu gif in the chat and walking away at this point. <laughs> but no, he's pocketing £25 million a year to house migrants across England and Wales, which is more than the British foreign aid budget to Ghana. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, this cunt. I saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, according to the mail... His previous ventures included running a caravan park, a taxi firm, and a teenage disco. So he's gone from such okay. luxurious heights. Is that a fucking to... is that is that a euphemism for something? Yeah, I was gonna like. It's... <laughs> uh, <Okay>. one could... <laughs> yeah, one couldn't possibly even begin to guess. We presume not, because otherwise he would not be being awarded twenty five million a year from the Home Office, right? Um, but yeah, so you know, it's, it's old firms and new are getting in on the action. They're basically being paid just to, to deal with all of this. And, you know, it would almost be kind of bitterly funny 
if it weren't for the fact that they're getting paid as a consequence of hostile immigration, you know, as an environment and its real human costs, which leads us to the really depressing fact. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but this past week, at least six asylum seekers drowned in the channel, mm -hmm. um, which is just great. It's absolutely fantastic. And Britain's been asking. If you look uh, really closely, could you see a BBC reporter wanking himself to death on the shore? Possibly, because, you know, if, funnily enough, they did follow up. They decided um, who would they ask about this but Bridget Philipson from Labour. Oh, um, for what... fuck's sake. Who? Yeah, no, they, they asked Is... Bridget Philipson from Labour, the shadow education I was secretary. Yeah, shadow education. Cause yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> what would okay. Labour do differently? WWLD, yes. Is she the one? Is she the one that was handing out those leaflets about the traveller incursions that time? Um, oh, that's a good memory. She might have been. I don't think that I was. I don't her. think that was no, her. Hang on. Waiting on fact checking. Labor. Sound of the entire fucking podcast googling at once, but not me. I'm free, motherfucker. No, I'm not. Baby. <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, no, that was Charlotte Nichols. All oh, right. Well, they did. They they asked her what Labour would do different. What would Labour do, right, Rob? And uh, she mentioned uh, a new cross-border police unit, ending the Rwanda scheme, processing cases more quickly, and getting more return agreements in place. Nothing <sighs> about safe routes. No fucking, real change. What, the fuck even is a cross-border police force? They're going to build like half the office, at, like in fucking Scotland. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 the kids from Captain Planet, but like decidedly more unpleasant. They they get like it, one police force in Dover and they give them like specific training to be less insensitive towards French people. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only it's, five it's coppers in Britain who like when uh, upon not being understood by the French don't immediately start screaming louder and still in English. Yeah. Also, to be honest, Rob, it's definitely not Captain Planet. I'm pretty certain they wouldn't have any heart. But there you go. Hey. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's what we're looking at on the front of just the unfolding tragedy on our borders. It's not getting better. Labour are not going to do anything about it. And we are just kind of facing a, a slow genocide taking place. So that's fun. Um, if only there was some kind of, I don't know, way to express kind of social discontent over this. But sadly, sadly not. Uh, we just have to put up with the fact that we've got two choices that aren't going to do anything. But I could vote Lib Dem. You could vote Lib Dem. You could vote Lib Dem. You could vote Lib Dem. At least if Ed Davey builds a wall, he'll immediately tear it down afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Still, on the subject of going on a tear, um, I don't know if you are aware of this, but there's a hot new trend taken off in the United States. Um, get this for one. At least libertarianism. 30... Oh, no. Well, mm, maybe. <laughs> you can tell me. Um, a group of up to 50 people um, stormed a mall in LA. Oh yeah, this was this was fucking banging. This yeah, absolutely. Like we're entering we're entering the second golden age of piracy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they ran. Yeah, they ran is... into an ups. They ran into an upscale mall, used bear spray on the guards, and just started looting shit. Just like straight up, just took shit and then yeah. left with it all. Yeah. This is yeah, this is the way ball. better, a way more advanced version of. You remember a couple of years ago when like a whole bunch of anime obsessed weirdos wanted to like Naruto run at Area Fifty One or something? Well, this is better and more productive. Uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, I can't remember like normal things like birthdays of my nearest and dearest, but I can remember that fucking shit. Please come kill me with a hammer. 
I thought you were going to compare <laughs> it to the fucking Rick and Morty like McDonald's sauce incidents. No, I will never refer to anything except for you know to, <laughs> to say that we have lists and names. <laughs> but this is this is part of a trend. This has actually been happening repeatedly in major cities in the US. There's been groups of people getting together and just fucking showing up and taking shit and leaving. Yeah. Because what are we going to do? The cops, like everyone it, knows, it's not a crime. Are... It's not a crime if you don't get caught. No. And, As House and of everyone... Pain explained at length in the nineties. <laughs> everyone's aware the cops aren't the cops aren't going to do anything but turn up late and take a statement and yeah. like, offer a, a ticket. So you know all we've got to worry about is the security guards and apparently bear mace will take them down. So all right, um, but this is this is such a trend that it's actually started to spread over here. Um, there Good. was can't wait sim- can't wait to see Channel 5's like mid afternoon fucking. Like rent a cop documentary, you have to deal with this oh, bullshit. Don't <laughs> fucking say that, because Rob's going to make his fucking watch it if that happens. Well, uh, the I'm, I'm not grumbling. not saying that. Yeah, I know. The police over here are grumbling because there's been again these raids over here in the UK. Um, police leader calls on TikTok to investigate Oxford Street robbery campaign. Oh, f- um, <laughs> is it is that TikTok's job? Is it? <laughs> well, yes, it is. <laughs> APCC chair says platform has duty to stop promotion of criminal activity after posts allegedly urged users to target JD Sports. Um, I can't fucking, believe the Chinese government would do this. The Met fucking like phoning up TikTok and going, look, we couldn't find Sherlock Holmes's number. Can you help? <laughs> Last TikTok is give us that geo-guesser guy, please. <laughs> TikTok has hired Cyber Baker thinking that he actually is a mentalist and is just like demanding he high brain people into like just giving the shit back. So, uh, you know, the Metropolitan Police arrested nine people and issued 34 dispersal orders after hundreds of teenagers gathered outside JD Sports on the capital's busiest shopping street in apparent response to widely shared posts on Snapchat and TikTok, which urged users to take part in an Oxford Circus JD robbery at 3 p.m. Um, <laughs> and then yeah they're, they're going you know saying oh if you're a parent of, of children you should be making them aware that this isn't on etc etc um, but they're really ginning up because they're talking about other worrying events um, including this uh, challenge on TikTok which was you know who can get in hospital for the longest taking a paracetamol overdose and this kind of horse shit which didn't happen yes moral you know? panics yeah, yeah we've got a real moral panic going um, fucking eating it. I'm going to eat a Tide Pod whilst I'm committing a high street robbery. It's just, it's. <laughs> yeah. God, the future is just everything we ever fucking dreamed of, isn't it? Like, you know, you just it fucking. It really is, sh- like. <laughs> well, don't worry. Suella Braverman is on it because oh. on Twitter. Is she going to get them to take part in the fucking great TikTok police stop, like fucking molesting them, like shooting people challenge? No, she said on Twitter, which is now known as X, thanks for Guardian. Braverman said, we cannot allow the kind of lawlessness seen in some American cities to come over to the streets of the UK. The police have my full backing to do whatever necessary to ensure public order. Those responsible must be hunted down and locked up. I expect nothing less from the Met and have requested (laughs) a full instant report. I love how every single one of these fucking clean shirt dweebs talks like they're in fucking Tombstone. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> we can't tolerate the kind of lawlessness on the from the American frontier. It's like, oh fuck off, will you? Bring him in dead or Val, alive, boys. Val Kilmer slowly dying of consumption, trying to like <laughs> bring an airport back or something. Trying to figure out why the fucking like CEO of TikTok can't solve crimes. It's not even, it's not even a fucking airport drop, it's fucking GT Sports. It's a pair of trainers and shit like that. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, so this is this is the new moral panic, and it's like it's, it's, it's just a, a bit of those fucking cop like, oh, we, we we conducted a raid and this is the hole that we got, and it's just a table full of fucking Sports Direct mugs. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the thing is, like it, two mugs. Like... <laughs> 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 but yeah, they, they've based this is based on some like actual fact. People are going in and robbing high end boutiques, etc. And yeah, like you know, people are just kind of looking and at it going. Yeah, in the states it's high end. They're starting small here because in Britain. Suella Braverman walking into a random JD Sports, uh, going going into a random JD Sports, and asking people if they're her Huckleberry. Mm. (laughs) So yeah, it's like it's based in some degree of fact because let's be honest, kids today, uh, a lot of young people are basically going. I'm not getting a pension. I'm probably not getting a future. I'm probably not going to make it to thirty five. Fuck nah. it. So we're all, uh, all going to be fucking bleaching in the sun in like ten years' time. So we might as well just like fucking burn everything down now. Yeah, it's getting yeah. fucking treating. Yeah, that definitely seems like the vibe. And uh, you get know, your practice I'm... in now before you have to raid the bullet farm later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Imagine in a couple of years if you. <laughs> Where you can raid the JD Sports, but strapped to the doof wagon, it's going to be so much better. Like, <laughs> do not, do not come to depend on JD. Yeah. Where does he get the water from? It's in this massive fucking mug. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that, that, that's your fucking lot. It's uh, it's it's all grim, but at least it's a spectacle, right? Yeah. Is it time for comment or commentary, then? <laughs> no. No, not yet. All right, okay, so um, in, in um, honour of the heat, why, why don't we have an article talking about green policy? Because oh. it's shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it is because it's from the Times. Um, oh, no. So. <laughs> if this is Alistair Heath again, I just we're going to have words. It's not. It's not from Alistair Heath. This is from Jason Cowley, who's editor of The New Statesman. You're writing oh, in the Times. Oh, so this is like a yes. crossover event, but for cunts. Yeah, does he not have his own fucking newspaper? <laughs> no, it's the... Somebody changed it's... the locks while he was out getting his dinner. <laughs> it's the Marvel extravaganza. It's the Disney crossover you didn't know you wanted. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Starmel's populist plan. Shut up about green stuff. Talk cost of living. Labour must ensure the increasingly divisive eco-agenda does not become the new Brexit. What? Yeah. What? You know that you know when um, all the right-wing papers write these like really handy advice pieces for the Labour leadership. No. Yeah, with good advice that you should definitely. I always love taking advice from my enemies. Mm-hmm. You know who else yeah. knows me better than the people who want to see me dead? Yeah. Yeah, well, Keir Starmer does. Um, he loves this shit because this will this will absolutely be uh, a framework for Labour 
in the near future. They won't say it came from this, but it will have. Um, at a recent meeting of Label's senior leadership team, Deborah Mattinson, director of strategy for Keir Starmer, wow, um, had a bleak no, message a to She was also the one who did that polling years ago that said that, Keir, that most voters, uh, when asked what animals Keir Starmer said, he was an eagle. So let's, you know, on the serious <laughs> scale. Yeah, what were the options in that poll? Eagle. Because <laughs> when I was... When I was fucking looking for comment and commentary, one of the rejected things was a fucking um, and because the Telegraph are apparent, uh, the Express, sorry, are apparently like violently censoring everyone in the comment section. <laughs> but like uh, they had an article about how um, Prince William was voted like the most popular public figure in America, and Prince oh. Harry, Prince Harry didn't make the list of 15 people that they asked about. So well, like, Where did Diana come, though? Well, she wasn't on the list either, apparently. But I beat out, he beat out Donald Trump and Joe Biden, apparently. Which, I mean, it doesn't sound like a difficult fucking ask, quite frankly. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Express were running a fucking, like, end run around that because, like, oh, Prince Harry wasn't even on the list because no one put him on the list of, like, only 15 people that they were allowed to pick from. And then, and the comments were just full of people crying about being executed because apparently that's like, if you're if you're on the express comments, that's the slang you use when your comment gets deleted for being racist. Executed. <laughs> oh, but apparently, apparently for a while, if you added emojis, that worked to get around the execution. Fuck the, the executioner couldn't read emojis or something, but they, they figured it out now. Like, <laughs> It's like the fucking. It's like the. Uh, it's like the fucking speech like Michael Bean gives in Terminator, except like incredibly fuckwitted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the, the Express's original moderators had rubber skin or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm oh, sorry. Right, do you okay. have an article for us? I do have an article. Yeah. <laughs> in more than three decades as a pollster and analyst, she had but- never known. V- Quote, voters, uh, yeah, quote, I'm just like double checking that you said pollster and because like that's very different advice. You'd probably I definitely get. said pollster. Okay, she had never known quote voters more pessimistic and insecure. Yeah, wow. wonder why. One, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at Has one she considered all going ma- fucking herself. Uh, <laughs> probably not enough. At one all male focus group, the principal topic of conversation was the price of butter. At another, people began to cry as they discussed their struggles to pay their mortgages and other monthly bills. Well, has that all-male well, poll the, group considered, uh, you know, in order to pay for butter to uh, do like a, a whimsical strip routine in a small mining village? I hear that works wonders. <laughs> the mood is starkly different from when Tony Blair was preparing for oh, power in 1997. Fuck Madison. my oh. fucking shit with a spoon. Honestly, yeah, like, right, just, just let's let's park the van here for a second because this is like the fucking shit yeah, that drives me insane. Set fire to it for the insurance, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's not 1997 again. Like, you know, the brush, the wall hasn't just fallen, and China hasn't come into the global markets, and you know, there's just an upsurge in economic activity Maybe. from those things. And you know, or, or, we were all under the pretense that things were still good. No, I can't imagine why things are not the same as in ninety fucking ninety fucking seven. Maybe if Tony Blair wasn't such a useless cunt and had actually done anything fucking good in his entire life, it might still be 1997. 
Mattinson, who worked for both Blair and Gordon Brown and wrote a book about Labour's catastrophic uh, election defeat in 2018. <laughs> wrote a book, you say? Oh, the Shadow Cabinet. No, yeah, that, not about, not about like... 2010 or 2015. No, 2019. Was she, bu- yeah. was she busy those years? <laughs> yeah, she was definitely busy in 2017. Definitely couldn't write yeah. that one. Uh-huh. Uh, back then, people were optimistic and we were riding a wave of economic growth. Now, you have an entire party dedicated to, to saying everything. nothing may can ever be nice ever again. Well, yeah. What did you think yeah. was going to fucking happen, you fucking dunce? As well as the cost of living crisis, or perhaps because of it, Labour strategists note another trend, especially among pro-Brexit voters who oh. abandoned the party in red wall constituencies Fuck in 2019. <laughs> Growing scepticism, even alarm, about green politics and the commitment to cut greenhouse oh. gas emissions to net zero by 2050. By 2050. Is grown oh. scepticism Labour's new plan for, like, fucking agriculture? <laughs> also, like, I wonder where all that scepticism is, like, coming from all of a sudden. You know, like, why why are yeah. people all of a sudden, like, made totally insane about, like, low emission zones? Surely this TikToks. is just their... Surely this is their, their, their natural feeling that they have come by, you know, or talked to them. Like, it's fine. Millennials killed the rational discourse industry. I wish the question therefore troubling Labour strategists during these quiet weeks of recess is this will the climate question come to occupy the space that Europe has done in British politics oh fucking will it become as Brexit did a proxy class culture war Pitting what well, class culture, well, that's fucking great. Class culture. Pitting what the American writer Michael Lind caricatures as the metropolitan overclass against the mostly suburban, multiracial working class in Western democracies. Is it Michael Lind? Is it he that can't. He. Yes, no, he is. He's that cunt that we read a few weeks ago. He wrote that op-ed in the New Statesman saying that um, it, that that uh, not having people in cars is actually class war. He's also a raging <laughs> and insane, you know, American libertarian, previous libertarian, and now you know, Democrat. Wrote a book in 1999, by the way, side sidetrack called Vietnam: The Necessary War. No, I will not be explaining further. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was for the Vietnamese. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I'm not going to... I, We shan't speculate, but it would be interesting to, to, to work out whether or not Michael Lind and his fat fucking gopher face have any connections to or financial relations with, you know, the oil and gas industry. I don't know whether or not he does. Hmm. Genuinely, I don't. But, you know, it would be worth something considering. Much to think about. Already, we are witnessing different kinds of climate protest in Britain. Highly motivated groups, such as Just Stop Oil and Extinction Rebellion, with their prominent funders, there's no brackets around that, but I can see them, <laughs> draw much of their network of support from the university-educated middle classes. And this summer, they have disrupted events such as Wimbledon and an Ashes Test match. That's almost interesting, because, like, that kind of language, you know, like the middle-class support Mm -hmm. and the networks and the funding... You know, uh, what is it now? Uh, Forty years ago, you could—they could have written almost this exact sentence, but they could have swapped in the IRA. Yeah, because well, like, it's them. that. Because well, this, 
these articles are just the exact same fucking horse shit week after week. Do you know, it's like all the fucking people, the, the university, the elites, the fucking metropolitans, ooh, they're coming to fucking get you. Like, I, honestly, like, fucking, I don't care who's coming to get me as long as it fucking, like, means I don't have to listen to this fucking bullshit. Because yeah. all, all that ever changes, book. all that ever changes is it gets more, and like, the language gets more and more fucking, like, florid and I, it's makes me think more and more that I'm having a fucking stroke as I try and pass the sentences. <laughs> yeah. But there are also other more subterranean pro-car anti-green forces emerging. What, is this about fucking Hyperloop? <laughs> <laughs> no, these are the pro-car Morlocks, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mole people rise up. Um, yeah. In Oxford in February, for instance... Thousands marched against the local authorities' plan for a 15-minute city. Yeah, they're insane. By 2040. Sorry, I I can't stress this enough. The people who are willing to go out on a march against, like, low-emission zones and 50-minute cities have... Are your dad who's been driven insane by Facebook? Like that, you know, yeah. AI or not, like that those are not people that you can like be be reasoned with. They're not like a sort of rational constituency in, you know, some kind of Rousseau like model of the ideal state. Those people have gone entirely around the bend because like their kids won't talk to them anymore. And the only thing that still does is, you know, the fucking sat nav. And it's telling the these people to kill, and it's not normal. <laughs> Labour was especially chastened by its failure to win the Uxbridge and South Ryslip by election. Oh, Jesus in fucking. <clears throat> right, there was a really good piece. In large part. <laughs> I really going? need to start smoking again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in large part because of opposition to the ultra low emission zone Aww. which levies a daily charge of 12 pounds 50 on drivers of more polluting cars it's n- so the- right can i can car. i cut it now can i just have a little yeah, 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 yeah. there was a good there was a very good piece and if we won't forget which we probably will but you know sucks to be us in uh, the guardian little while ago <laughs> by aditya tracker Borty specifically over that election where everybody and their idiot friends said oh this is about you les and and you know he'd actually gone there and talked to people instead of just like taking the accepted wisdom and it turned out that much more was that the labor had parachuted in like a dog dick uh, campaigner that nobody ever heard about everybody like all the volunteers stayed home because why the fuck would you volunteer for that kind of shit and then you know they 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 just let it run and they just had no answer because they had no positive answer they had no positive thing to give so the tory freak show the guy who did run on you les was like given a clear field like that's why they lost it's not the fucking ULES it's because Labour is dog shit like I'm but sorry but considered? we can't be doing this we can't be doing this every single fucking time and just this insane received wisdom of oh it was ULES it's like it it categorically fucking wasn't but, okay but have well, you considered huh? that everyone in power wants rid of the ULES <laughs> I don't think they even do. I think it's just like some some no. some like some weird shit to like clasp onto. I think you know probably there's like you know I wouldn't be surprised at all if like the the car manufacturers are like spreading some money about to like curtail them. But like I don't think there's like it's an actually, sort of conspiracy to keep no, you less down. I actually have a bit of an inside scoop on this. So there's a couple of things, and your intuition's right there, Rob. So yes, car manufacturers have been a little bit annoyed by it, but not that much, honestly. 
because ULEZ primarily targets older vehicles and the manufacturers all kind of accept it as going electric anyway. So like yeah. not as much as you would expect. The real reason this is becoming a thing is actually twofold. On the conservative side, it's actually dead simple. They are going to essentially tie Keir Starmer to just stop oil, pro-green, and that yeah. means they then get to radicalize and create their motorist political class as their election gambit. That's what they're doing. The Labour side is Labour fucking hates anyone who isn't in the leadership office or directly appointed by the leadership office. So the Mayor of London, Andy Burnham, all the rest of them, they fucking hate them because they consider them like a threat. Someone who could go off script, can disagree and have some support and platform. And so because Ulez is all London-based, that's why they're going for this shit. That's their reason for it. It's pure Labour, like, spiteful, stab each other, not in the back, but in the front kind of politics. And that's what the, the driving animus is. Well, I was briefly, and, I was also briefly reminded, sorry, James, just, just to sort of support your story. Um, in 2019, when Labour lost Hartlepool, um, right after that, you had uh, uh, Luke the Nuke saying, actually, the reason that we lost was because Labour didn't uh, chase after car drivers enough. And he was on... Uh, Twitter again right after this one saying, see, I was right all along. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's um, it's a constructed pretext to justify the political action, which is about getting rid of people they don't like and applying pressure toward that end. And you say, Rob, to kind of bring this around, you say that they can't just keep making up stories. They can. In a controlled political system where you've got two choices and both of them are captured, bluntly, then Yeah, I know you're right, but like, whatever. yeah. They can create whatever pretext they want, and what are you going to do? Not vote? Like this is this is how it is. Yes. Like, <laughs> JD Sports. <laughs> <laughs> we've moved. We've we've genuinely moved into straight up political pageantry territory where Britain doesn't have functioning politics. It's all just theatre, and the actual you know there's no political action. It's all hard nosed behind the scenes donors getting their backs kind of scratched in exchange for you know, whatever cushy speaking gigs are set up when politicians leave office. Like, that's Britain now. And all the rest of it is just, they're going to play out their internal petty politics to fight over who gets access to the throne of shell money or whatever. And yeah. uh, we just... Once again, 2015 this. to 2019 was an aberration. But, I mean, that's why they turned on it so much. It was for a second, here's like some actual politics happening. And I think, honestly, I think that terrified the right more than anything just because suddenly they had to actually do politics and they oh, yeah. quickly discovered they weren't very good at it. But it's okay, yeah. the corporations had their back. Yeah. Anyway, back to this wonderful article. Um, Sadiq Khan, the Labour Mayor of London, is a green politics evangelist. Just, he's, he has not... This is just he's, given... He's shit. He's, he is shit, and this is, this is not even... Like, he doesn't actually think this. What's basically going on is he's doing two things with this article. One of them is he's signaling, like, hey, it's Keir Starmer, Labour, Capital wants you to take these policy positions. The other thing uh -huh. he's doing is, in exchange, here is some fodder and ammunition by which you can go after your political rival, Sadiq Khan. It's yeah. just naked. Imagine, like, yeah. being... I mean, I can imagine it, not really, because I'm, you know, not that particular type of psycho, but, like working in labor hq and thinking that honestly like the biggest threat to your position at survival is you know noted uh, 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 radicalist sadiq khan you know like the, the word <laughs> you know like the dictionary definition of milk toast honestly like what the, jesus christ 
their fear, like I think, I think part of their fear is they just don't want to leave any avenue by which challenge should come up. Um, they don't want to leave it in play, and I think Sadiq Khan is less about Sadiq Khan than it is the existence of um, like London Mayor. And I think they see down the road, they're like, well, what if Corbyn ran for London Mayor and got it? Could he use that as a platform? Can we do something to undermine the platform now? I think that's kind of where their minds are at because they're paranoid fucks shits, you know? Mm. Khan has extended the zone to what the novelist J.G. Ballard used to call... fuck off! Sorry. Used to call the television suburbs in the outer London boroughs to force, Khan says, nudge older diesel and petrol vehicles off the road. It's not a force. It's not... That's not what ULES does. But it does, though. But it does. Are you going to disprove it? Disprove it, go. See, you can't. It's so nice that these, but I, 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 sometimes it's nice to remember to remind myself that, like the new statesman in in the very loosest, the very possible loosest of terms, is still like nominally a a left wing or like a social democratic magazine, and like this just weaseling little cunt just shimmying yeah. around, going, "Oh, actually, Sadiq Khan, you know, while when he's not trying to secretly feed your children a Quran, is is coming for your fucking car." It's great, the way like, that you know that it's a social democratic publication is that this guy's actually writing this in the Times. <laughs> and it's, it's great too because, like, you, you, David, you're saying, like, you know, prove it, go on, you can't. And it's like, here's the thing if you use complex words to prove it, if you take too long, then they go, ah, oh, that's just a load of bollocks. And uh, there's nothing to say because if it's not stupid, then it doesn't count as part of the discourse, does it, mate? And then on the other hand, if you do come up with a simple, like, populist, easy way to explain it, they'll just ignore it. Like, they'll just ignore it. They have the megaphone. Go fuck yourself. So, you know, actual actual facts don't matter in British politics anymore. Like, I'm sorry, but I think you'll find that debate is actually a cornerstone of this society and it should be upheld at all times. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're being facetious, but go fuck yourself, seriously. Like, the the annoying thing is, like, you know the whole Trump post-fact politics that the Americans screamed out, etc.? We've actually got that now. Genuinely, the UK is a post-factual political. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not just Trump. Like that was like. Remember how we were all very angry about fake news for a while uh, until we weren't yeah. supposed to be anymore. It just dropped off the radar. Yeah, not me. Just, I've always been pro fake news. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it, it's it's just it, it's it's totally fucked. It's it's beyond the pale, and you know, in America, they've momentarily managed to get a little bit of a handle on this shit. But um, this is this is the direction of things. As the actual politics content shrinks to zero, they just nakedly will just make shit up to fill the void because there's no politics happening, but they need to put on the show that politics is happening and they need to talk about anything other than right. things so, that they actually are. David, as as I as I mentioned at the start of this episode, it's thirty two degrees here and I'm fucking sweltering and you know Things are not going well up in the in in the high mountains. My favorite place to put it very fucking mildly. Please explain. Please let whatever whoever this fucking cunt is again explain to me what <laughs> we're actually supposed to be doing. Okay. Um, well, first we have to we need to explain why Oxbridge went so badly. Oxbridge was totemic for Labour because it was Boris Johnson's former seat, and since the by-election <sighs> defeat, I know, I know. Just and the mountains the... are melting, but first we must talk about Oxbridge. Yeah, we must, yes. <laughs> Since the by-election defeat, Starmer has recalibrated the party's approach to net zero. 
Blair recalibrated. That's a, that's a fucking word yeah. and a half. Yeah, right. <laughs> Blair more influential in the leadership than at any time since he left office has warned Starmer that the energy transition must not disadvantage what Labour likes to call working people. Oh, not even Labour now speaks of the working class. Starmer's oh. Labour is no, defined they, they, by its No, caution. not what do you mean now? They'd stop doing that under Blair. This is, again, this is just bad historiography. Under Blair, they stopped doing that as well. They they stopped, they started to talk about working class people. Then it became working people. Then it became no. average people, average families. This is not new. I beg someone to have some fucking memory in this asinine country. Bob, I don't know what you're talking about. The Jeremy Corbyn years lasted an entire fucking epoch, and it's only through sheer will that we managed to survive that unscathed. Yeah. Starmer's labour is defined by its caution and absence of radical ambition. It's true. Yes. The aim. That's what you asked for. Yeah. The aim is to do as little as possible to cause offence or unease among voters between now and the general election next year. We must be steady, reassuring, pragmatic, one senior aide told me. This narrow win-at-all-cost strategy, as Neil Lawson, head of the Compass campaign group, calls it, infuriates the left, but even the most starmer sceptic Labour MP, after 13 years of futile opposition, is Desperate for power. It's not, wasn't Yeah. (sighs) Well, this is why John McDonald keeps writing letters, isn't it? I can't be fucking dealing with this just denial of reality shit. Just. (laughs) (sighs) For all his caution, if you want some denial of fucking reality, for all of his caution, Starmer is an astute observer of the national moods. No, he's not! He is a realist and adapts to the world as he nah, finds why, it, why, not why, as he wishes why, it to be. Why are you carrying on after that, man? <laughs> His political instincts are those of a soft authoritarian. <laughs> this is this is the shit they like. You know, you know when they say just complete horseshit about Buttigieg and how he like has the youthful and you know he's got his finger. Yeah, on the it's exactly the same shit, except even more naked somehow. Just amazing. His youthful experiments with countercultural socialism have long since been abandoned. Counter he will do. Are you out of your fucking tree? Oh, that is that is that is a beautiful that is a beautiful little bit of just like sophistry going on there. Counter- they're basically, what they're basically doing is in the same article as they're laying out to Starmer, here's what Capital wants. They're also going to Starmer, and look, here's how we will justify you to Capital. Don't worry, Capital, he's not really a socialist. He was just doing countercultural flirtation. It was safe and marketable. Don't worry about it. Countercultural. Are you fucking out of your mind? They're experiments with countercultural socialism as well. They're literally talking about that one fucking photo where he looks like a new romantic, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He will do whatever he believes is necessary to win. This explains his reluctance to say anything positive about the EU. Would a retreat? It wouldn't from be net the new zero. statesman without these people having another fucking hissy fit about the European Union. Yeah. Would a retreat from net zero targets be a compromise too far? However, 
not just for the left, always alert to betrayal, but everyone for whom the climate emergency is the defining crisis always of our times. Always alert to betrayal. <laughs> yeah. Sleep with one eye open, my friend. Yeah. If we were always alert to betrayal, we'd be living in a much better fucking world at the moment. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow, way to go in on a sizable portion of our audience. How? Even if, <laughs> even if you're the kind of fuckwit who writes this horse shit for a living, how do you justify saying that the left are always alert to betrayal when your entire fucking, like, raison d'etre is screaming about how much the Red Wall was betrayed? Yeah, do think about it. Yeah, don't 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 inquire about that. Also, don't ask a question about if alert if the left's always alert to betrayal. Why did Corbyn staff his cabinet, his shadow cabinet, with so many absolute like dangers and allow yeah. them to like knife him repeatedly right in the back? Because there wasn't anyone else available. Like Labour's just end like ninety percent complete dangers by weight. Oh, it's just, yeah. Oh. Well, they, they should unironically they should have given Diane Abbott fourteen jobs. Yeah. Like, because that would have sent all of them completely fucking insane and it would have been funny. 14 jobs and a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Reeves, the Shadow Chancellor, has already oh. reneged on a pledge to spend 28 billion a year on capital spending for, quote, green growth. And there is tension at the top of the party between those who believe the righteous performative style of politics of Ed Miliband. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Righteous performative. Am I tough enough? Hell yeah, I'm yeah. tough enough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Is electorally toxic and those who say he articulates the anxieties of the age. Starmer remains committed to net zero, but will change how his shadow cabinet speaks, quote, about the green stuff. I don't even think the cunts committed to net curtains, to be fair. No. <laughs> I think I think he would strangle your grandmother with her own net curtains if he thought he would get him one more racist in Uggsbridge and Flitterland, wherever the fuck that is. I don't even think you would you would do it for the vote. I think you would do it just so that like Jeremy Clarkson might be nice to him if they ever met in the fucking like supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> the backdrop is the cost of living crisis, and green politics must be about jobs, oh. reducing prices and energy security. It's a patriotic mission, not. An elite project. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I don't know. Just take a minute. I don't know if people noticed. It, it was quite widely shared on Twitter, so I'm assuming some people have, have seen it or on Blue Sky or wherever the fuck. Or, or they read the FT if, if they're cool, like me. But, you know, like. The, Give over. The, the, the entire. <laughs> But, like, the entire fucking, not the entire, but, like, most of the olive oil harvest in Spain, the oil harvesters, has failed because it's so hot and so dry. Hence, the price for, you know, a staple crop like olive oil has shot up by, like, a factor of, of six. If it's super dry, like it is right now in Italy, for example, the Po Valley, which is like a breadbasket for Europe and has been since before the Roman times, is also dying on its ass. That also works its way into uh, things like, you know, like inflation and, and the shit you pay, pay for food, never mind the, the, the gas you put in the fucking tank. It's, 
These things are related. They're not separate. You can't just like say it's not. It's these things are so vitally interconnected to just say, actually, no, we're not going to do anything greed because we're focused on the jobs and the economy. It, it may not seem like this because the UK is built on the city of London, which is basically flim flam and magic and pushing bits of paper around. But at the end, at root, at heart, and at the bottom of it, the fucking economy is still based on the material function in, in this world. And the planet's fucking dying, Cloud! It's, have you considered, Rob, have you considered, Rob, though, that we can just eat money? I... <laughs> I can't... This is... You're just the doing shit the that planets, won't work to planets. satisfy people that will hate you always and forever. There's no... You can't please the Top Gear psycho. There is... These people... Labour seems to have got it into their heads. And they did the same at the end of the, the... In the really later Blair era, where they stopped looking at, like, specific shards of a composition that they could peel off and form a coalition around. And they started talking that they needed to please, like... Everybody, the people of Great Britain, needed to be happy with them. Everybody needed to be on board. It's years ago that the, the uh, uh, Chapel Trap House did a review of that awful book by by that awful Pod Save America podcast, where they made the same point. Yep. It's like, oh, you need to get all the voters. It's like, no, you don't. You need to get enough of a coalition together to get yourself in power to do the things to change the things that need changing and that is the change you want to bring. That is it's like yeah. that is the actual <laughs> thing you need to do. You you cannot it's please everybody. Yeah, it's the fundamental the fallacy of political capital. Political capital doesn't exist. It's political bollocks. It's a made up. Concept. You do okay. not. You do not have a tank of political capital that when you spend it is gone. What you have is a coalition of people who you play to, who then like what you do and continue to support you for as long as you yeah. play to them. And those so, people are called Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, like, I mean, you're not wrong, Rob. It is just complete horseshit. And like you said, you know, planet's dying cloud, to which your reply is, you know, Kiyostama, I don't care. Like, straight from the game. So, We've you been know, playing this it. idiot game for 40 fucking years now, since, if you want to put a date on it, uh, 1982, it's the James Hansen from NASA t testimony to... The U.S. Senate. I mean, it was known before then, and certainly known much longer before then by the oil companies. But let's just pick a date, any date. For forty fucking years, we've played this stupid fucking game, saying, "Yeah, we want to be green, but the line, or but the jobs, or the whatever." It's always the same fucking thing. <laughs> look yeah, at we want. Look we at want, where we are we now. To, like we want to ensure a fucking like a livable planet for future generations. But have you considered fuck those penguins? Just. Pingu's got it coming, frankly. I mean, you know, just to recycle a joke from yours, JB, from a couple of episodes ago, if the penguins die, we are going to find out that they were the, the animals, you know, keeping the gravity switch down or some other fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something it, it, like that, though, isn't it? It's like fucking, oh, yeah, it turns out we fucked this thing completely. And, oh, it was important somehow. And it's like, well, motherfucker. We it's told you. We warned you! Yeah, there's like there's like a fucking imagine a Greek chorus of scientists standing off frame talking about the hubris and insanity. Like 
And and then the most beautiful thing is like they 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 ended on this sort of sort of the brown note of saying, oh well, uh, 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 just stop oil with their with their backers and their you know schemes and plots. It's like motherfucker, you ain't seen nothing yet. You think you know. You look at the timeline of, of the polite demonstrations of, you know, and now it's just soap oil and they're just walking down the street. These are polite, mainly middle class people who just walk slowly down the street saying, can you please stop killing the planet? I mean, this is an accelerating timeline as well. Like, I, you know, I won't call for it, but like, I, in, I, I will, I'm going to make sure, a I'm not sure <laughs> what point you're getting to, but I'll fucking call for it. Like, I, you know, in under five years, somebody's going to fucking... Like it will happen. Yeah, now we're, we're on that fucking timeline now. <laughs> we are never put on our own. This is the linear. I am you know, looking you, forward to doing the fucking podcast about that. You fucking you <laughs> cretinous <laughs> pricks with your suits on and your moderate plans. This you're gonna end up at this point. You you, and then and then of course because you're liberals. You know, way before that, but certainly at that point, you will just turn to the fascists and say, please, Mr. Brownshirt, can you clean up these nasty environmental activists? Fuck you, people. Yeah. Fuck whoever wrote this. Sorry, David, keep reading. I'm going to, they've not finished yet. Um, in Ballard's the love novel, of Christ. In Ballard's novel, Millennium People, middle-class residents of an outer London gated community near Heathrow revolt against what they believe to be the Intolerable State of Society. The 2003 novel was read as fantasy at the time, but as usual, Ballard knew what lay ahead. Today, the middle classes are revolting. and much yes, of their they are revolting, but not in the way you yeah. particularly mean. And much of their anger is directed at the anti-green lobby and perceived failures by governments to act on the climate emergency. Meanwhile, in the television suburbs... Resentment about net zero and, and the green the revolution. Yeah, I love the suburbs where uniquely televisions can be found. Yeah, you know, unlike everywhere else, the suburbs are where the televisions are. Just, oh, They're what? not just... monocultural landscapes. There are people who take the bus to the suburbs. There are people who donate to Greenpeace in the suburbs. There are also car maniacs in whatever it was, in Greenpeaceville or whatever the f fucking bullshit <laughs> is that that guy was just talking about. Like, these are not monocultural flat landscapes. It's not... <sighs> Deborah Mattinson with a fucking head injury is trying to tell you that these are just like places where only Jeremy Clarkson's live. It's not... True, and the reason people get upset about 50-minute cities, which is the only reasonable way you should be upset about them, is people introduce them and then not offer you an alternative like yeah. good public transport. Right. Well, that's that's all well and good, Rob, but you've never done any of the polling for GM flat grass on Thames, so um, there's nothing no, I have really died. actually no. say here that's qualified. No. Um, throughout Western democracies, far oh God, right... It goes on. It does. Far-right and anti-liberal outsider parties, the Farmer Citizen Movement in the Netherlands. No! Oh, sweet oh, those fucking cunts. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, the Sweden Democrats. The free square on the fucking cunt, bingo. Did you, did you pick this article to try and make Rob's head pop like an old... Just no, balloon no. Because... 
No, Rob just like that. Just my idiot backwards. We could, be reading, we could be reading Mr. Men books and Rob would be fucking screaming and biting the table back there. <laughs> <laughs> like, my idiot backwards splintering fucking political economy from whence I originally derived is not your costume, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> fucking rich of you to talk about people's costumes. <laughs> Um, the Sweden Democrats, the AFD in Germany, are racist, rising in part. what I'm getting from this list. Yeah, that's just yeah. a list of racists. Are rising in part through adeptly exploiting voters' hostility to equal taxes, green levies, and net zero politics. Yes, and, and the promotion of racisms. And, you know, mm. the big honking swastikas everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you see that fucking clown from the AFD who apparently like fucking blacked his own eyes and claimed a big lad did it and run away. Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone gives him a, a, an idea of what it's actually like. Um, it's more difficult in Britain because of first past the post for outsider parties to break through. Oh, Nigel no. Farage's UKIP won nearly 4 million votes at the 2015 general election and ended up with one MP. But yeah, but Farage he moved the entire army. Tory party mm-hmm. in his direction. If you look at the UK mm-hmm. manifesto but from five years ago, counts. that's not what counts, Rob. Like, <gasps> what counts is the the number of fucking colours on the chart that John Snow uses on election night. Like, that's that's the important thing. Is like, if you're um, if you're the what? blue team, you need more blue seats. Material politics are like fake bullshit that nerds made up. It's oh, all about like the fucking vibes. Numbers. Yeah, sorry, what? I forgot yeah. that. What I love about those colours on election night is every colour will feature apart from the colour green, but mysteriously every year, other seems to get larger and larger, which is fantastic. Look yeah, or none. That. Yeah, like... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, David. Uh, I, I, I'm his, sure it was interesting. Farage and his, <laughs> quote, People's Army still transformed British politics... Just as the Scottish independence movement did, destroying <laughs> the settled expectations of Westminster elites for a generation. Hey, Rob, yep. can you just make some noises for me on my behalf? I appreciate <laughs> I'm sure Dave can copy-paste some, something in. I mean, I don't think Encouraged I've ever been recorded, labels, so far as I know. <laughs> Encouraged by Labour's difficulties in Uxbridge, Sunak has demonstrated he wants to be a belligerent in the intensifying green walls. But Starmer will avoid direct combat. He has learned from his experiences over Brexit when he led the campaign for a second referendum from inside Jeremy Corbyn's shadow cabinet and lost. This time, he will be more pragmatic and intends to win. Led Good for that motherfucker. Oh, he led from inside. Fuck off. Also, yeah, that, really the point yeah. of, of him doing that from inside Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Corbyn's cabinet had nothing to do with winning the actual referendum. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. It's, almost as if, it's almost as if a second referendum was never the point. Yeah, well, you know, let's, let's, let's not say things we can't take back, but yeah. I mean, we, we, like, I, you know, hang on. We very nearly fucking had a second referendum, um, you know, in the pipeline, but then... The Lib Dems, the, the Cuttigs, the Green, Caroline Lucas. Like, they all just fucked it because we didn't want to give anything approximating a win to Labour under Corbyn. So, like, you know, it's a bit, you know, don't cry, you got what you wanted in, in a yeah. nutshell. Yeah. 
So that that that's exactly. It. I mean, this is this kind of article. I've seen a couple of these. This this was the one that I chose to read. There was another one by uh, Patrick Maguire, also in the Times. Um, only three days earlier, uh, very much of the, exactly the same. Here's some policy you should pick it up. Yeah, um, but that one was more about uh, <gasps> Lee Anderson and and how like they just need to accept that Lee Anderson is an unstoppable force that they have no chance of beating, unless they use this one weird trick of being brave and talking about immigration in the right way. Like so brave. Just, yeah, it's you're gonna get a lot of these articles coming out, um, especially as as we do this like fucking weird phase of the, there is an election coming up but we don't know exactly when and also it's still not really that close so yeah expect expect a fair wee whack of these but I'll try and find some that aren't from the times because it's easier to read those fucking articles right is it, is it mercifully over now can I you know womp womp no you fucking can't Jamie here we go alright no 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 I'm good with this this is just you know no deterrence will work. Why? The United Kingdom is a soft touch. We spend more than £50,000 per migrant per annum. The French, £5,000. We are ten times as generous. Would-be <laughs> migrants are not being deterred from the United Kingdom. They're being attracted here by ridiculous British generosity. The total bill for housing, feeding and caring for illegal migrants was a staggering £3.7 billion in 2022. Money we cannot afford at the best of times, let alone in a cost-of-living crisis when national debt and taxes are already at record highs. Comment or commentariat? <laughs> uh, commentariat. Commentariat. That was uh, commentariat. It was Ben Habib in The Telegraph. Wow. It is amazing to see an influential person in public unafraid of a silent pause, the cardinal sin of modern media, to consider his answer and deliver it in a coherent and articulate manner, if only our leaders behaved with a fraction of that level of awareness, where would our various communities, societies, nations, and humanity in general be today? Comment or commentary? <laughs> wow. Who's, uh, who's, who is this comment. a reference to? Uh, commentary. Uh, comment. What did you say, David? I said comment. Well, it was a comment. It was a comment on um, an interview with Jordan B. Peterson. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I realize I've written down wrong because I've written down GB News, but it wasn't. I think it was the, uh, I think it was the Telegraph. can't remember. Anyway, who cares? No one really, really gives a shit where these were from. Right. Brace yourselves. So how is this conundrum to be resolved? One suggestion has been made in a thoughtful article by David Brooks, a writer at the New York Times. Uh-oh. Reflecting on the story anti-Trumpers like him tell themselves, that they, are, they are, that they as the forces of progress and enlightenment are the good guys, while the Trumpers are reactionary bigots and authoritarians, he nevertheless calls this a monument to elite self-satisfaction. His elitist circle, he writes built for itself an entire social order of power and privilege and locked everyone else out. Along came Trump, who understood the great demand for a leader who would stick his thumb in the eyes of those elites and reject the entire edifice they had built. That's why, however many indictments he faces, his core support will only increase. 
So even though Brooks still thinks Trump is a monster who deserves to go to prison, the questions he asks of his own side are, what if we're the bad guys here? When will we stop behaving in ways that make Trumpism inevitable? Ultimately, though, while there's right on both sides, these are existential civilizational issues over which a choice must be made between cultural inheritance and ground zero. So the slugfest must, must continue until, until one side defeats the other. And depending on which side you're on, you hope the right one wins. Yet whatever view you take, asking yourself, does the other side have a point? What did we do to cause how they think? And what if we're the bad guys here is a good way to help civilize otherwise dangerous passions? Comment or commentary at... Jesus fucking... That's commentary that's that's commentariat. That smells like something from the Guardian or the Independent. Yeah, that's commentariat. Yeah, that was that was from an article called "We Could All Make the Culture Wars Less Toxic" by Melanie Fucking Phillips of all people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the mass yeah. shooter's favorite. The, yeah, I was going to say the the, the manifesto's writer's favorite citation. Yes. Right, last one. I'm going to finish on a high. Oh God. After the massive improvement in A-level results during the pandemic, when schools were allowed to grade pupils themselves and literally all of them cheated, brackets, which is weird, because they are endlessly telling their pupils not to cheat, so they must be aware that cheating is wrong. The education secretary has warned that there will be a huge downturn in grades this year, with around 75,000 fewer A-star and A-grades compared to the recent norm. And that worries me, because, brace yourselves for this, where are the newspaper photographers going to find the critical mass of hot blonde girls in summer dresses jumping in the air while holding bits of paper to put on the front page? Will they attempt to reflect the grimness of this year's results by instead featuring a, featuring a row of hot blonde girls in summer dresses holding bits of paper and looking miserable? Or will they perhaps try to persuade a row of hot blonde girls in summer dresses that getting a load of B's and C's is worth jumping in the air about? It is a real quandary, and I await Thursday's front pages in sweaty anticipation, as usual. Fucking hell. Comment what? or commentary. Oh, oh. Rod Liddell. I, uh, yeah, th- yeah, this, this, um, this um, is... Well, whoever, whoever is the bottom of their desk is sticky. Like, that's, yeah. that's very clear. Which one was the one? Was that Rod Liddell or the other one that said that, he, that they couldn't be a teacher because they were definitely nonce? That was Rod Liddell. No, nah, okay, I'm going to say Rod Liddell. I, I don't think... Mm, you know what? Actually, it's brazen enough. It could be. Yeah, all right. Let's go with Rod Liddell. That was Giles Cunt and Corrin. Fucking times. He's the one who had the sexiest date ever with his, like... With his six-year-old daughter. holiday ever with his yes. fucking... With his Writing daughter, yeah. Rod Liddell. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. can't stop... Re- <laughs> Because I, because I can't stop remembering this, uh, where he talked about his six-year-old daughter's plump little lips. Mm. Oh, yeah, him, him that did the tweet where he complained that his neighbor's kid had a drum kit, so he was going to fuck them and burn them. Yes. Jesus Christ. For sale, one child partially burnt and fucked, or something. <laughs> was this hilarious fucking? Yes, pattern. it was. Fucking yeah. hell. I nearly didn't. I nearly didn't find that as well because it wasn't the headline. His comment, like his fucking column, was three distinct topics, and that was the middle. Oh, one. I hate it, when they do yeah, that. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, all the that time. was the it's middle the one section. 
That was the middle one, and then I, I was like, "I'll have a look," because the first one was about fucking foxes in the bins or something. And I thought, "Well, I'll have a, I'll have a look at that. Like maybe he's got some insane takes about the bins." And then I went down and I saw that, and I was just like, "Holy fuck!" Like he's just <laughs> you just can't fucking stop the man. <laughs> but you can. Oh. That's that's definitely that yeah. might slow him down. <laughs> you can. Oh. And and what's you should. <laughs> but yeah, that's oh, that's dear. it for this week. Thank fuck for that. Okay. Um well let's um let's just fucking finish up, shall we? So Yeah, uh, let's all fuck off there... and read that, that blue sky thread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the note of that um wonderful uh drill drill posts is is andor scenes. Um we will have the next episode of uh, the Andor review out soon. I pretty sure I said this last week and still haven't fucking done it yet, but it will come out soon. It is recorded the next three episodes worth of it are good to go beyond the fact that I've not started editing them yet. Um, but yeah, so look forward to that out on free feed shortly. And bonus episode will be due out at some point in the next week or two as well. Uh, yep. So you can get that at patreon.com forward slash praxiscast. You can see us do streams on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash PraxisCast on Wednesdays and Thursdays around um, 7 o'clock, half 7. And, 7 on uh, Wednesdays, 8 on Thursdays. But it depends well, on like how shit the fucking world's being on that particular day. Yeah, so maybe. like Expect a level of professionalism you would ascribe to us yeah. as to whether or not we'll be live. Merch is also available. That is praxiscast.tml.com and... That's all I've got. That's all yeah. we've got. Let's go. Bye. Uh, Bye. I was going to say as well. I'm, I was oh, say fuck's well, sake. If you, uh, if you want to know the kind of like hilarious fucking antics that go on on our Discord, we put the last bonus clip, which was a multimedia experience, on the YouTube. So go and look at that <laughs> and then give us money. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. it now. See okay. Ya. Bye. 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 Bye.